Hi, and welcome to the Real Estate Mastermind, a podcast program geared to dissecting the real estate industry in Ghana, Africa, and beyond. I am your regular host, Chris Nee. Stay tuned as we bring to you another exciting episode in our journey to broaden our knowledge in one of the fastest growing industries in the world today. On today's episode, we have with us Kwame Ankapon Yeboa. Kwame is a dedicated expert who takes pride in the professional quality of his work. He holds a BSc in land economy and an MBA project management and a professional member of the Ghana Institution of Surveyors, GHIS. Kwame's over 10 years work experience spans across land administration, valuation, real estate negotiations, due diligence, and project management. His professional career includes having worked at institutions such as Lands Commission, HFC Bank, and the Ghana Airports Company Limited. Hi, and welcome to the second episode of the Real Estate Mastermind Africa podcast. We have with us Kwame Ankapon Yeboa. So Kwame, I hear when it comes to real estate and professional, you know, property investment analysis, land acquisition and development, valuation of land and buildings for all purposes, land tenure studies and policy advisory services, land administration, land law and conveyance, project management. Oh, oh my brother. I hear you are the one I should just talk to you about. Um, thank you, and you're welcome to the Real Estate uh, Mastermind Podcast with me, um, Chris Nee. Thank you, Nee, for having me. It's a pleasure. I know you are very, very busy, and having to drag you here was not an easy job at all. But I am always, you know, going through my mind about lands and its, you know, issues. And today's topic being buying lands in Ghana. Um, I think that if we want to do a proper, you know, dissecting of it, I, I know one episode will not be enough. So I promise uh, my, my my listeners that we will do an extension of it. So this will be in two episodes. The first episode talking about um, it, in the details of lands. And the other one, you know, would also continue with that. But I want to start with a very simple question. Um, what is land, you know, itself? And what are the type of lands that we have or title interests that we have in lands, specifically in Ghana? Thank you, Nee. Um, when we say land, land simply is the, the mass, the solid mass we see with our eyes, the soil, the earth, we see anything underneath it and also above it. And um, under the laws of Ghana, there are various types of land. We basically have uh, two types, which are the public lands and the customary lands. Under the public lands, we have the state lands and the vested lands. State lands simply put are those lands that the government has acquired through its powers of eminent domain. and. The law requires that for government to acquire any land, it must pay prompt, fair, and adequate compensation to whoever whoever's land was taken from them. The vested lands, on the other hand, are those lands that are vested in the government, which means government takes control of this land and doesn't pay compensation for, not because... Um, they are not supposed to pay, but in cases such as uh, conflict cases, 
government can step in and say, okay, till we resolve the issues that is creating the conflict, I'm vesting this land in myself. So if you take um, Alabanyo and Konya, for instance, it's appropriate that the government steps in and says, we are vesting this land. The government is not really ready to pay compensation for that land. But to bring about sanity and peace, government can place its hand on that particular parcel of land and manage it and use the revenues to benefit the people. We also have uh, cases where if, say, we find mineral, like gold in some parcel of land, it automatically vests in the government and, and for this matter, the president of the country. For the customary lands, we have the, the family lands, we have the stool lands, we also have the skin lands, as is the case in the north. So basically those are the types of lands we have in Ghana. And um, drawing from these types of land, there are various interests, legal interests, that an individual or a group can hold in whichever particular type of land it is. Of course, the public lands are those managed by the government through the Lands Commission. Um, the critical part is the customary lands, where you have the various interests such as the allodial, the freehold, the customary freehold. You also have the leasehold interests which can be given both in the public lands and the customary lands. You have other lesser interests such as uh, licenses, subleases, and the likes. Wow, that's that is really in depth. So um, this is me asking. So when I when you say a loadial ownership and title, um, what does it really you know entail? Assuming somebody comes, I have an loadial title. What what is it? Thank you, Ni. Uh, with the Alodial, it's the absolute estate of inheritance that can be held over any parcel of land. Okay. So, in our case, the Alodial interest usually lies in the stool or the, the state or the family okay. or the skin which owns a particular parcel of land. Um, Underneath the allodial, especially in the customary setup, we have what we call the usufruct or the customary freeholder. These are subjects of, let me use two to represent okay. the, the customary okay. leadership. Okay. You know, the subjects of the land get to use the land for their benefits. Okay. Because the stool is an embodiment of the particular customary area. And then the individuals who atone tenancy to the stool are allowed to use the land for farming, for development, whatever purpose, so long as it is permitted. That is the customary freehold. And then, in, for lack of a better expression, modern times yeah. or under the common law system yeah. we, we we've sort of adopted the leasehold system as well okay. the leasehold is simply um, 
using rights over land for a specific period. Okay. Okay. But even sticking with the customary land holding tenure system, yeah. there is this uh, other lesser interest, especially in the uh, Akan areas, okay. called the Ebunu okay. and Ebusan okay. interest. Okay. This basically is a sort of a, a use right where a non-indigent, a non-subject of a particular customary holding area comes in, talks to a usufruct, a customary freeholder that, oh, you have all, all this parcel of land, you're not able to farm it. I want to enter an arrangement with you where I will f do the farming and then um, upon, let's say I have 100 acres of land. I'm the customary freeholder. Some stranger comes yeah. into the land and says, I have the strength, I have the machinery, the capacity to, the capacity to work yeah. on this parcel of land for you. I'll be able to farm the 100 acres for you in, say, five years. Mm -hmm. Then we come to an arrangement that, okay, um, you are doing cash crops for me. Okay. You are supposed to farm this 100 acres within five years. If you do that, we'll split the farm into two. That becomes the ebunu, okay. meaning breaking into two. Okay. The, and it usually works with, for the cash crops, these economic crops. And the, for the ebusa, it's mostly an arrangement where the, the proceeds are broken into three, where the farmer takes two thirds and then the landowner takes a third of, of uh, whatever products they make out of the farm. I'm, I'm told that a loyal interest or the title holder is the highest you know, interest you can ever hold. Um, how true is that? Yes. A loyal interest is, as I said, the absolute. Okay. It is the umbrella. All others fall under the allodial. Okay. Okay. And it's such that it's, it's hardly extinguished. Okay. Unlike the leasehold, which will come to a specific end okay. based on whatever the agreement was. Right. Even the freehold could come to an end. Okay. Because if you have a lineage, a family, okay. and all members of that family pass away, yeah. and there's nobody to inherit, then the interest is virtually gone. Okay. So everything sort of reverts Back to, to the allodial. Now, now um, try and you know break this down for my listeners. Freehold and leasehold. Um, how do you distinguish this clearly? I, I, I mean, myself sometimes I have it difficult trying to explain to people. What would you say is a freehold, and what would you say is a leasehold? Right. Mm. Um, the freehold interest is an interest that really never extinguishes okay. it never runs out it goes on forever and never and never so long as there's somebody to inherit or to convey to okay. the leasehold on the other hand has a specific commencement and a specific end okay. so in in practice Usually, if you buy land in Ghana these days, 99 years. Yeah. 
It's not the law. It could even be 70 years. It could be 50 years. It could even be 25 years. It could also be 200 years. So there's no um, law that says it has that been 99. It. None that I am aware of. Interesting. Yes. Okay. So again, and I would love to see such a law <laughs> because um, TDC yeah. for Tema, yeah. Tema Development Corporation, was given about 125 years. Okay. Are we saying that interest is invalid? Oh, to to its um, for Tema, the okay. whole of Tema. Okay. So if you buy something from Tema, you are giving you are giving 125 year lease. No, the state mm -hmm. when when the state acquired the land. Mm -hmm. For Tema development. Okay, okay. You mean that the whole the project corporation, okay. TDC okay. was handed the entire parcel of land okay. as we know as okay. Tema okay. to develop okay. and manage it. Okay. And the lease that was given to the corporation was about 125 years. I think from 1956 or so. Oh. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yes. Okay. So as far as I'm concerned, lease can extend more than it could even be 300, 500 years. Okay. What makes it a leasehold is there's a specific commencement and a specific end, end. date. Okay. Okay. Unlike the leasehold, which says you have it forever. I'm, I'm, I, this, this is new to me. I always see 99 years plus extra 45 extra renewal. I mean, it's become a norm now. You're yes. saying there's no law that, you know, specifically. I thought it was, it was a cap for 100. So people would now opt for 99 and add extra 45 renewal. Like I said, Lee. I am not aware of any law. <laughs> the only law I know that limits any interest in land is what the Constitution says about a non-Ghanaian. Okay. A non-Ghanaian cannot hold an interest of more than 50 years. Interesting. Interesting. Now that, that, so that's, that's the my, my, my next question to you as to a foreigner coming in. Yeah. You cannot own land in Ghana for more than 50 years and above. That's the it's law. a law. Yes. So if anybody gives you land above that, I mean, ha, it's, it's almost invalid. It's invalid. Um, in the Constitution, I think in Article 266, 266, yes, which talks about ownership of land by non-citizens says that no interest in any land in Ghana shall be created which vests in a person who is not a citizen of Ghana a freehold interest in any land in Ghana. Okay. And then it goes on further to, to say that those, the non-citizens who had a freehold interest before um, 1969 the law converted all those interests to a 50-year lease at a peppercorn rent, commencing from 2nd August or so, 1969. So next year, next year should, I think, 1969 to 2019, that's about 50 years. I can calculate that. A lot of interests are actually going to expire. And those will be very interesting times for land administration in Ghana. Interesting. Interesting. This is this is serious. <laughs> yes, serious. It's, it's you know, I've not. Chapter twenty one of the Constitution, two six six. Wow. I think if you read that so post, you're saying that a non-Ghanaian cannot uh, acquire a land for more than fifty years. Right. Um, the, the limit that he's supposed the to limit is, is fifty years. years. So, but I, I hear I see people also coming to partnership with a Ghanaian to 
uh, from a company and let's, you mean a company that owns land can, can get more than 50 it's a company okay so that's a different registered under okay. the laws of Ghana. okay okay I think our, our lawyers would be the best people to mm. explain but I believe <laughs> once it's a, it's a business that the, the law says a non Ghanaian right Okay, so I mean, this is like we said, it's a more legal. I'll get, I'll get. Um, I think I'll have to promise my um, listeners on having to bring a lawyer to dissect that this particular, you know, um, freehold and leasehold. Before we leave that topic, the leasehold you say it's not a specific ninety nine, but then also when people give you that interest, they are supposed to have an extended um, um, uh, number of years. So they will tell you, okay, I'm giving you for seventy years plus an extra renewal of so and so year. So when that seventy or ninety nine elapses, what do you have to do? Does the land go back to the the loyal person, or you have to go back to renegotiate? Are you paying rent, or you are paying for the land back again? Well, I think your question could be broken down into various issues. Okay. Um, you mentioned some of the clauses that give you a further renewal. Yeah. Depending on how the wedding is put. Okay. If it says it's an automatic renewal for a further whatever period, then automatically it renews. Okay. But taking it on the face of it, if your lease is for 100 years and the 100 years expires, technically everything reverts to your grantor okay. together with the developments you've made on it because really you cannot separate the, the development from the land from the land anything so what do you do you, you go back to them to renegotiate exactly or, and, and are you paying ground rent or you're paying for the land back again so when you are acquiring land it's it's a negotiation okay it's a negotiation issues you negotiate on are the price okay the term or the period for which the land is being given to you. So if I'm selling my land, 100 cities for 50-year lease, if you come and you think the 100 cities is too much, nothing stops you from bargaining to say, oh, so much I can pay so much. Okay. I'll pay 80 cities okay. for the 50 years. Okay. Or even, okay, I'll give you the 100 cities, but I want 75 years. Okay. It's a negotiation. All right. Once you agree, then you are good to go. However, in this particular case, when the lease expires, it's still further negotiations you do. Probably you took the bare land and you've made a lot of improvements to it. You've actually added value. So all these things are taken into consideration in negotiating for the new lease. But So uh, is, I, is it legal to buy a freehold now? Because I was told that it's um, illegal to sell a freehold to someone at the moment. So all the lands are supposed to be sold with leaseholds. And the maximum year you can go is 99. Now you're telling me the 99 is not capped. It's something that we have just um, um, found a way around and, you know, um, given to um, um, people, asset leases on, on those, plus the extra renewal that you're saying. Um, so uh, is it possible to have a freehold as at now? Good question, Chris. Um, it's possible. Again, going back to the Constitution, the Constitution says no stool shall create a freehold interest. Okay. 
and there's an interesting, a popular case. There's a popular case which uh, somebody acquired land from a family. The family holds a lodial interest. The person acquired a freehold interest from the family. Tried registering at the Lands Commission. The Lands Commission says, the law says you cannot hold a freehold interest. It went to court and the court held that the constitution mentioned stool land and not family land mm. and gave the go ahead for the person to be able to register. So family lands are able to grant freeholds. But stool lands, the law as it stands now says stool lands. I personally have uh, a lot of disagreements with that interpretation okay. of the law okay. because. I think probably the framers of the law use the term stool land to represent the customary land. But hey, the court has decided and there's very little we can do, do about it. The reason why people are not giving freeholds to is because now land is very valuable. Yes. So why and there's a common parlance in land administration that land is for the dead, the living and the unborn. So why should we... No, no, pick that again. If the land is for... The dead. The, dead, the living. The living and, and the, the unborn. unborn. Okay. So why should the living today sort of... You know, when we mention freehold, immediately it's like uh, selling of the allodial interest, which I don't believe is the case. Okay. A freehold is just like a leasehold without limits. Okay. Okay. But you still atone tenancy to the allodial interest. Okay. So to avoid cases where uh, some non-indigents okay. get to take over control over your lands, that's why we have this leasehold system. People are growing wiser. Okay. We don't want what happened in Zimbabwe to be happening in our part of okay. the world. If you remember the case of Zimbabwe, yeah. the, the president had to use force yeah, and unorthodox methods to take back lands. And it's, going, it's, it's happening in South Africa at the moment. Exactly. So it's to avoid some of all these things. And also we know the economic value of land now. So when you give the leasehold, it allows you to generate revenue in the future for the upcoming generation. The generation at the time. Right. Yeah. Okay, now let's go back to the basic document you get when you buy a land what we call the, an indenture, of which um, people call the lease, or the lease document. Um, what's an indenture? The, an indenture, I like to put things very simply. An indenture is an instrument of writing containing the contract between the parties transacting over the land. Mm -hmm. So between the grantor and the grantee, mm -hmm. or the purchaser and the buyer, okay. the seller. Yeah and the purchase. Okay. So it's simply that document okay. which contains all the... the agreement, the, the, a piece of... Um, yes, you know, an, yes. Uh, an instrument of yeah. writing that yeah. contains uh, the conveyance okay. or the transfer, okay. if, uh, whatever terms and conditions okay. there are to okay. the land. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, then where, where does sublease and all these other things come in? Great. Um, so the and you mentioned conveyance as well if if, if you, there's lease there's conveyance there's deed there's it's all these you know words 
that we are using. If you can just help my, my listeners out, because I, I don't want to talk much on the, on the show. You, 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 you are the lands person. I want you to so, educate us. Yeah. Um, the the umbrella interest is there. The stool, the state, whoever leases the land to you. So that's a lease. The first point point is a lease. A lease, an assignment, uh, a gift, mm-hmm. a sublease, a license, they are all conveyances. Okay. Conveyance is, again, simply <laughs> the transfer of title to land okay. by one or more persons to another. Okay. So the transfer is what we call the conveyance. However, there is this misconception. People use the term conveyance to represent or as synonymous to granting a freehold. Mm-hmm. That's wrong. A freehold, a leasehold, a sublease, they are all forms of conveyance. Conveyance is simply the transfer, the transfer. Okay. from A to B okay. over land. Okay. Now to your question about the sublease. For instance, I'm giving a 99-year lease. I I develop the the property the land within say five years. That leaves ninety-four years, mm-hmm. right? Somebody comes to me and says, Oh, you have a lot of land. Can you sell a portion to me? I feel oh, the laws allow it, so why not? I can still make some money. Now the after five years the value has appreciated. So I have 94 years remaining. I decide to give you 75 years out of my 94. I, having the 94 years remaining, cannot give you anything more than that. It's immediately invalid. But I'm I'm allowed to give you even up to less than a day. That's what they call the residual interest or the residual, you know, um, number of years left. That's what will be conveyed. Exactly. So the remaining 94 years, if I give you anything short of the entire 94, that is a sublease. If I give everything remaining to you, that's an assignment. Interesting. So an assignment is simply washing off entirely my hands off my interest in the property that take everything so now you deal directly with my grantor. Mm-hmm. You don't have to come to me. I'm done. I will you. not be in the picture right. anymore. Okay. I will not be in the picture anymore. But with a sublease, I can give you seventy-five years out of the remaining. I out have of the ninety-four, whatever is yeah. remaining. So you deal directly with me, and my grantor will have no business dealing with, with you. you. Right. Right. I get Those that. are the economics of. Owning land, okay. you know. Okay, okay. Now, and that's that's perfect. I mean, myself, um, uh, I'm I'm learning a lot of all the technical things that um, has to do with the names and the and the and the technical words that are be used in the in, in the land purchase. But so, if I get an indenture, um, uh, what am I supposed to look out for in the indenture to make it a valid indenture? You know, um, as as a buyer. Right. Um, the indenture or the lease document 
even if it's a freehold, it's supposed to contain details of the parties in the transaction. Okay. So the grantor and the grantee, right. or the buyer and the seller, okay. putting it simply. So I, I see assignee and assignor. They're just words, you know, people, or they have technical meanings of all these things. Like I mentioned to you, if I have a freehold interest, a leasehold interest, whatever interest, and I decide to give everything entirely to another party, that's an assignment. Okay. So that's where you see the words assignee and assignor. assignor. Okay. If it's a sublease, you see the sublessor, okay. sublessee. Okay. If it's a lease, okay. you see the lessor and the lessee. Okay. Okay. You get it. I get that. So um, back to your question. The components the, of uh, an the document. Yeah. Yes. The parties involved. The the price okay. or the consideration, whatever amount was exchanged okay. for the land. Okay. A description of the parcel of land with a site plan, of course the description will come with a site plan. Okay. And also the parties must sign the document to make it valid. There are also other terms and conditions that may be included in the in the indenture. These could include the ground rent payable. It could include clauses such as uh, you're supposed to develop within a particular period. You're even supposed to develop um, a certain standard of property. So in areas where everybody is looking at having a development of a minimum of, say, a, a million Ghana cities, it could be put as a covenant or a term and a condition in the, okay. in the indenture. Okay. It could also include um, conditions such as seeking the consent okay. of the grantor okay. before you convey to someone else. to another okay. party. Okay. So either before you mortgage, before you you assign, before you sublease, all these conditions could be put in the indenture. So um, when I pick an indenture, uh, so I see a first page that has a narration of you know who is giving what to someone, and then I come to a part, a part where you have the shadow, and then I have a part where you are saying they have the, um, all the agreements and the considerations. I have a part also that has to do with um, oath of proof, and I'm seeing some register of lands, you know, all, and then the site plan has to be in it, yeah. telling you know what demarcations. Exactly. And now here we have to sign at the back of the site plan. The grantor has to sign. Uh, it's it's it, part of the of the of the things that land commission is, is looking out for. It's not now. That's that's the that's the best practice, mm. because you don't want the situation where. Somebody goes to change the site plan. The site plan. Okay. So both parties agree that indeed this site plan is what is an indication okay. of the actual parcel of land. So we both endorse it at the back. It's like signing any contract. You you try to initial each page aside the, the final signatures you put okay. in. Okay. Just so nobody pulls out anything okay. out of mischief. Okay. So to avoid all those things, it's, it's good practice. The parties involved in the transaction sign on the back of the site. Right. And in, in fact, sign initial each other page. Okay. So it's not easily changed. Okay. Because it's land document. Land and is it's a legal document. And it's a legal document. Mm -hmm. It's actually supposed to be even prepared by a lawyer. Mm -hmm. 
that's why almost every in fact every indenture must be stamped by the lawyer yeah. okay so um, um just just the listeners it's just a, a way of uh, education the first part you know has to do with the narration and you know, they see the source. You have to look out for the shadow, which is telling you how the land is delineated um, uh, south. So, so, and so you see south something and north something and blah, blah, exactly. blah. But the shadow. Then you have a part, a part that, that the part that show, shows the site plan. Then you have a part that, you know, has the signatures of the parties. Then you have to also look out for um, the uh, oath of truth. Oath of truth. You know, then the coast register of land. Register of court, the court. Yeah. yeah. So hey there, um, join us in our next episode as we delve into another exciting topic in our real estate journey, um, what we call real estate mastermind. Do not forget to hit the subscribe button on your Apple podcast or wherever you listen to your podcast. This podcast was brought to you by CBC Properties. CBC Properties is a registered property brokerage company. It is a fast-growing property management, property leasing, property sales, property development and property consulting firm based in Ghana with the vision of offering its services across Africa. We also offer marketing services of large pieces of undeveloped land for commercial and residential purposes, void of litigation. We have available registered land, carefully planned and zoned for mixed use at various locations across Ghana, with a large portion in the greater Accra region. Log on to www.cbcghana.com for more information. CBC Properties, your property bank.